0: Hello everybody, welcome to Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me, as always, is the mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, Josh Finney.
1: Hi! Hi, Josh. I'm a mayor. I like this. It was yeah. not democratically elected either. I seized it by power.
0: No, I just nominated you and I'm the only one that votes because I'm the. I host. live there.
1: I live there. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Josh, we've we've pulled from the LFG. We have our friend Colonel Panic himself, Joe Wilson. Hiya, hi Joe. Hiya, we missed you. And we
1: have the still working spirit of nerd generalist with us. He's yep. here in our
0: hearts. Yep. Communing with him and his yep. uh, his his tweets.
1: <laughs> so instead of communing with the darkness or with the light, we're going to commune with you tonight. Oh, gosh. But that sounds oddly religious, so I'm not okay with it.
0: You're you're just the god of deep crypt now, Josh. Is that what you're trying to tell me?
1: Yes, we're we're go- we're gonna take a communion. Please take, eat, drink this Red Bull and this Chex Mix. Do this in mm. remembrance of the wipes.
2: I want Chex Mix. <laughs> the wipes. I pre-
1: okay, I, actually, I'm pretty sure that was sacrilegious. So, um, yeah, uh, let's move on.
0: Did I ever tell you the time that I went to church with an ex-girlfriend, and we weren't? I'm not Catholic, but she was. And her her sister's uh boyfriend or fiance or whatever he was at the time, I don't remember it was so long ago. Wasn't Catholic either. And they went to go take communion and we sat in the back with Gatorade and Trisket crackers. <laughs> Just you know, ate like a handful when they only got one. That's super anti religious. I,
1: uh, I, I asked my my grandma used to serve communion at the Methodist church we attended when I was growing up. Whoa, and Josh shaved
0: and he took his glasses off. I don't recognize this man.
1: My eyes are, like, burning right now. They're really hurting. Well, maybe you um, shouldn't stay
0: up till 6 o'clock in the morning playing Cyberpunk and watch Disney's Investor Call all day.
1: Listen, <laughs> it was 4 a.m., thank you very much. And I only woke up at 8 to play more Cyberpunk. Um, I was going to say, they used to serve it with King's Hawaiian bread and Welch's grape juice, and I never understood that, like, When the bread was blessed like you're not supposed to eat it after that except in communion. My grandma would always bring home like because it was the loaves. It wasn't the little rolls. It was like the big ass bread loaves. And she would bring it home and throw it out to the birds. And she'd be like, Josh, go throw this out to the birds. And I'd be like, why can't we just eat it? Nobody's going to know. And she's Mm -hmm. like, Josh. God will know. So I'd take it out back to go throw it out and I would like I just like stand there on the back patio and like I'd like pick off two pieces at once, one for the birds, one for me. One for the birds, one for me. I do the same thing with the grape juice cuz she'd be like I just pour just pour that down the sink. And it's like <laughs> it's an unopened bottle like he br- he blessed what was in the like little disposable cups he didn't bless <laughs> like the 64 ounce bottle I'm keeping this bad boy so I would hide Welch's grape juice under my bed wow. Wow. I feel like God would rather it not go to waste uh, you know that's my <laughs> argument the older that I get I'm like uh, I'm pretty sure God would want me to eat this this is a blessing unto my body
0: yeah so, you, you
1: know and it's...
0: we're gonna go with it you know grape juice but you know
1: who's not a god even though he keeps trying to be one Corey.
0: who's that josh
1: Tan- Tanix, the abomination oh my oh, gosh you're gonna say clovis <laughs> oh well i mean clovis fits too but yeah
0: yeah uh Tanix Tanix uh is back i finally finally got to do the raid with you guys i'm very very excited uh also kind of confused in that third encounter of what to really do but that's okay we we did it and it was fine so
2: what uh, was the third which which one's the third encounter maybe
0: it's the, it's the, well maybe maybe it's the fourth it's encounter the it's the station. one it's the one right before the boss where we had to like shoot those little panels and
1: get it, it's yeah it's the first one with the suppression buff
2: yeah you do it you'll do it two more times and you'll understand it like yeah. you'll like be like oh, we okay. didn't
1: understand it either we just kind of guessed the first time we did it
2: look
0: every time every time the little panel next to the the little doorway was, was blinking, I would just shoot it. I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it doesn't say I have any buff or, or anything, but I'm just going to shoot it anyway.
2: It's, it's that's the, that encounter is the easiest one to just kind of, like, glide your way through. Like, mm-hmm. you like no, I don't think anybody fully grasped what's going on and be like, okay, I guess we're done. Yeah. Like, I was just, and then, and then like, we all went into the middle and
0: you guys were just like, run! And I was like, oh. Okay, okay. I'm just going to run. I can do that. I'm good at that. I'm good at running so uh, so what do, what do we want to do first I know we were going to talk about the raid a lot tonight uh, Josh is there let's, anything with the, the, the TWAB
1: let's yeah let's, let's tackle first off I want to get some impressions from both of y'all since we all have series X's how are y'all feeling about this new next gen update
0: oh you mean like the 60 frames a second and field of view sliders and I'm never going back to anything other than this ever again
1: Yes, that exactly. Okay,
0: that's my impression.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much sums it up for me, too. It genuinely game changed.
0: Also, 120 frames Crucible is like... Yeah. It feels like a different game.
1: Mm-hmm. I have not been able to experience 120 frames personally. Um, but, man, just Crucible in general feels like a completely different game now. It
2: Everything is so much more... Viable. It feels like it, it's mm-hmm, easier mm-hmm. for me to like, especially with auto rifles and SMGs. Like, dude, they're so stable now. Oh my it, god! I agree. It feels like I'm able to like lock on to people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, god, dude, gnawing hunger is just like a laser <laughs> right now.
2: So I've been always. I've been on the gnawing hunger train ever since my bygones went away. Yep, and. I have to say that I'm so glad I stuck with it because now it is, man, it is like a laser. It's Love a monster.
0: It. Like, if you use if you use anything else in Crucible or, like, even in, like, I think
2: I use it some of the raid. Like, it, like you should just use it all the time. Unless you're sliding with Fail Winter's Lie or uh, what's the other one? I've been seeing a lot of Crimson recently. Oh, God, yeah, Crimson's everywhere.
1: Well, so there there is a hand cannon step on the new iron banner quest where you have to get 15 final blows from a hand cannon and let me tell you if you don't use hand cannons regularly crucible or uh, crimson and thorn are gonna be your two best friends crimson anytime
0: i need to do something with a hand cannon Crimson's the one i pull out
1: uh, i did it with thorn in a match i got really like well i got most of my kills in one match i only got three in the first one and i was like oh god this is gonna take me so many matches to do and then uh thorn baby in the next half of the first match i finished it so
0: nice 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 yeah um, I'm, I'm really enjoying okay. i i just like the, the the way it happened though like i i texted my wife like i saw people tweeting about it while i was at work i was working i was just checking some tweets uh as uh, updates live and i was like oh man and so i like text my wife like Hey, uh, can you turn my Xbox on? Actually, I was just like, Hey, how you doing, honey? And she was like, fine. Well, and I was like, do can you, you do me a favor? Can you turn my Xbox on? Can you just like turn it on so the Destiny update happens? She's like, yeah. I was just like, thanks. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. But I could tell. I could hear the tone. Like, why? <laughs> so... But man, yes, yeah, that's 60 frames a second. The first thing I did was go do the the gunsmith bounties uh, mm-hmm. in the Cosmodrome and I was just like, man, this is like this is game changing. Like it changed the entire game. Brand new game. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It, what's it, it's so good.
2: What's everyone's field of view at?
0: I turned it all the way up just to see what it looked like. And it's like, man, my guy is like this big on my screen when I'm using uh like using a sword or something. He's like <laughs>
1: Uh I'm at 95. I'm in 100.
0: I think what's the max like 115 or 120 or something? The max on Halo is 120, but I don't know what it is in Destiny. I think it's like 1 I think it's a little less than that. I think it's 105. I'm thinking about doing and thinking about scaling it back a little bit though. I just wanted to see what it looked like.
1: The the 105 was too much for me when I went into Crucible. Oh, but I was it was fine in everything else, but Crucible it was too much for me. Hmm. I, sometimes,
0: so, like I feel like, if you it, zoom too,
1: it's probably because I'm not, not used to it too. So I don't know. I may play around with the 105 a little bit more, run some Legend Lost sectors with it, maybe play a little bit of like Mayhem or something to get used to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, so, give your, give yourself about an hour and a half with it. Yeah, yeah. For for me, the kicker that what really made it just difficult for me to comprehend was when i accidentally pulled out a sword and crucible and it like it flew back that was the first time i had ever been in third person with it yeah i was like oh my god nope i can't do nope if this is sensory overload i got <laughs> i gotta work up to this
0: the one thing about zooming all the way out like that though is like it does it does kind of create this almost fish fish eye effect around the edges <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit and like that kind of bothers me so that's why i think i'm gonna scale it back in but it's uh yeah, man, I, I'm really enjoying the update. I, I know we have a lot to get to, but that was kind of like, it's like life-changing. It, and then I, I have my Xbox One X hooked up in my office for my nephews, and I, like, loaded Destiny up on it today, actually, when I got home, and, like, tried to, like,
2: run around. I was like, I can't do this. this it's, like is- playing, it's like playing D1 again. Yeah. You go in, you're like, you, you remember, but you don't remember. Mm-hmm. and then you go in you're like oh
0: yeah there's like, i don't what? think i want to do this oh I, like i mean it was like that before the update we're like oh i can't even grab the ledge to boost myself up when i miss oh gross mm-hmm. yeah so, but yeah all right josh twab time
1: uh yeah so it's funny because we're not like actually going to dive into the twab because there's really nothing there besides dawning rewards which we'll touch on next week um what we're going to focus on is an update that was put out Tuesday, right as the next gen update was going live, um, about how they structure rewards in the game and this going forward. Because this was really one of the only major knocks that uh, Corey and myself gave this uh, a couple weeks ago with Beyond Light was the limited loot pool, which they've already taken some steps to alleviate that. Like, okay, anything you, anything from previous seasons is going to drop now, which I don't know why that wasn't a default setting. <laughs> yeah. Um, But this was also, the beginning of it is also Bungie acknowledging that we did not put enough new weapons into the release of a major expansion, let alone this season. So, a lot of this is steps that they're going to take going forward and major changes they're outlining. So, uh, here we go. I want to start up at the top of this. i got to find it. Uh, They addressed the infusion caps, uh, and they said that the two main things they were seeing in feedback were initial reward pool was too small and it's frustrating to be playing the game and see another player use a weapon that you cannot obtain in the game. Um, So to mitigate that, the too-long-don't-read of it essentially is, each season in year four, D2 will grow the power ecosystem for weapons, with few exceptions, very few exceptions. All weapons you can take, the power cap, should still be earnable in-game. I would assume that things like Adored, you need to earn it in-season. It'll be like a Fall Winter style thing. If you don't, then good luck. Um in future annual releases will contain more new weapons to collect than either Beyond Light or Shadow Keep. Uh because Shadow Keep was I mean Shadow Keep was pretty light on it too, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, uh for the initial release. So uh the first big thing they talk about is the power ecosystem. Um next season, season thirteen. So we're on season twelve now, season thirteen, which by the way, the name was datamined and it's supposedly season of the chosen. Which makes me really excited. Like, I just love hearing the names and thinking about where the story will go. Uh, they're going to add six new legendary weapons to the ritual activities, two each for Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. I assume that's on top of the three weapons that are already exclusive over there. There's one for each activity right now. Um, so, I mean, three things to collect in each, that's not too bad. And then Nightfall Strikes are going to get three Destiny 1 weapons. Uh, The Palindrome, the Swarm, and Shadow Price are all going to come back. And if you do Grandmasters, you can earn adaptive versions of these. That's awesome. That's fantastic. This, uh, again, addresses another core complaint, which is that there's nothing, there's no incentive to go do Nightfalls other than bragging rights and materials. And there's definitely no reason to do Grandmasters right now this fixes both of those things. If that's going to be a pinnacle PvE experience, like a raid is, the raid weapons have exclusive perks, which we'll get to, but raids and grandmasters and, I mean, Nightfalls, need to have special loot. They just do. Because I have no incentive to go do Nightfalls as it is. I do just barely enough to bang out anything I may need to do, like Weekly Bright dust, us, and even that, like, I'll just go play three regular strikes, not even playlist. I'll go bang out, like, a Shadows three times or something. Like, Cool, fifteen minutes and I'm done with my weeklies. Uh, and this will force you to—if you want this stuff—you're gonna have to go play Nightfalls. Like people like me who don't like touching that and would much rather play Crucible with their friends. Mm-hmm. Cool, you got me into Strikes. Congratulations, because I'm c- coming back for Shadow Price. But also, like, We're absolutely we, coming back for that.
2: We spent
1: what was it, almost,
2: how many, uh, however many hours when we tried to do the day one raid, at, mm-hmm. what, eight and twelve, whatever. Twelve. Oh, yeah. it was twelve. It was twelve. We quit around yep. one. But, like, but that's all of us getting together and trying to do that. We should do the same for masters. Like, if there's a good incentive and be like, oh, we three of us and we have to figure out a way to work together and beat this thing and just do it. Like, it, it makes sense. Give me an incentive. It's the only reason why I didn't do it because there's no reason for me to do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, that's been my argument forever. Like, uh, one of our friends, uh, A One Johnny, loves doing Nightfalls I hate doing them. Anytime anybody says, "Let's go do Nightfalls I'm just like, "Nope, I'm leaving the fire team." <laughs> that I've sounds so like Mitch. Desire to go for myself.
0: Every time I get on on like a Friday night and Mitch and I play together, he's like, "You want to do a Nightfall I'm like,
2: "Ooh,
0: that, no, no." No,
1: yeah, no, Uh, (laughs) but this is a complaint just like with trials like we we said there need to be rewards for trials and voila, we got the adept weapons, which (laughs) if trials ever goes live this season, they'll be back, but
0: (laughs) well right now it's looking like uh, what next weekend supposedly
1: they're saying December 18th. I honestly wonder if I I hope that they put it out next week because if not, they're going to have to hold it till after Christmas. Don't put it out Christmas weekend. In case something breaks. like, I can't imagine how bad that would be. But moving on. um, So yeah. How weapons are going to be kept current. Uh, You can earn anything. That has not yet hit the cap. Uh, um, Uh, Legendary Ingrams will no longer. Reward soon to expire. Weapons. Um, If you want to chase a specific piece. Of soon to be capped loot. You'll find it with the gunsmith. Uh, uh, which, that's pretty cool to me. So, like, for example, if you really wanted a Breach Light this season, uh, if this had been in place, you could go get a Breach Light from the Gunsmith. Um, so the way I interpret this is, like, if it's season 12 and something's expiring in 13, you would have to go buy it from there, but anything from before, from anything from, like, 10 and 11 would still drop in Ingrams and in World Drops. Uh, um, so, and as far as exceptions they are not going to add methods for players to acquire things like Raytech Werewolf outside of the holiday celebrations. Um, but in Season 13, they will be adding quest weapons, including Fellwinter's Lie, Whisper of the Worm, and Outbreak Perfected to the Exotic Kiosk uh, for people who have missed those. I That's a pretty fair approach, honestly. Yeah. I think but, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, until now, I did not know that Outbreak and Whisper were not a part of that pool. Um, I do hope this means the Catalysts are coming with them, though, because I would like to get both of those Catalysts.
0: Yeah, um, I would I would at least like to get the uh, outbreak Catalyst.
1: For sure. Uh, I mean, Whisper's definitely not as viable in anything anymore, but I do think with Sepix Prime coming back, it could be used in Nightfalls. Uh, which, speaking of... <laughs> Uh, quality and quantity, so we're, well, I, speaking of, I thought that this was the section that talked about strikes and more content, but that's in the next paragraph. Um, the last 12 months have continued to evolve the way Guardians play the game. Uh, we think that the rewards team nailed it again this uh, this time around with recombination, thrash, chain reaction, and reconstruction, uh, which I absolutely agree with. I think they've been fantastic. Um, and this is where they really elaborate on the uh commitment to providing more weapons in the base releases than through seasons, uh, which I like too. I mean, cause you gotta have stuff in the seasonal pool, but you gotta have a pretty good chunk there because there's a ton of players who will never buy a season. And so they're automatically locked out from those weapons. You've, you you got to have viable stuff for them, which I would like to see them go back and make the stuff from forsaken and shadow keep from the base campaigns. If it is still something you're selling for money, it sh- should be able to be infused up to the current cap. Hmm. That- that's just my personal take on it. Like, not that any of those are like you know like game changing weapons or anything, but still, like it's all part of having that loophole. Like something that's only been out for a year and it was a paid forty dollar release should not <laughs> be capped, in my opinion. Yeah, but I I don't know. Maybe that's like just the entitlement in me talking, but. It's like I, I never really had a need to go use like any of the moon weapons outside of the sniper and it's now like oh some of these would actually really help us right now because we have like one legendary lmg cool can i use the one from the moon please i paid for it <laughs> see I, my biggest issue with
2: any of this stuff in destiny is that like i have like a handful when i say a handful like three or four weapons that I really like to use. And like, Uh those are the only ones that I use. Like when the moon weapons came out, like, yes, I think it's neat to look at them. I love to see how all the weapons sound and feel when Mm -hmm. you shoot them. But then as soon as it comes, like when it comes down to a raid and you're like, I got, I got my four guns. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I almost wish there was a way to, and maybe it's just a me thing, but -hmm. I wish there was a way to get me out of that mindset. Like, a weapon that's good enough to be like, you'll use this and you'll like it.
1: I don't know, like... Uh. I think that's what they tried to do this year with the sunsetting. They basically were like, leave that shit behind. You're using new stuff. Deal with it.
2: But then they don't I do have that. Because then you could just buy, get another drop that's a higher light level of the same gun. I
1: mean, not really. I mean, like, dude, you and I loved Bygones. And I was very attached to my Blast Furnace as well. I had to leave those behind. I can still take them into the Crucible if I want to, but why bother? I might as well use guns I'm using all the time now. With a lot of my go-to legendaries either being vaulted or about to be vaulted, like in the case of Breachlight, and Last Hope, I found myself experimenting a lot more this season with weapons and Like I've had to put my trusty recluse in the vault for good. I can't just be like, "Oh, it's void week and strikes. I'm going to run I'm going to go run recluse and just mow everything down."
2: I never got into recluse. I ha- I earned it. I used it for a little bit and I just never
1: it man. I didn't believe the hype. And, and then I did Master Nightfalls with it. Mm. I believed the hype after that. Even though it was after nerf number 3, it was still such a good <laughs> weapon on console. I can only imagine what it must be like with an actual frame right now. I'm to oh. have to bust it up some crucible. Yeah, to be part of the problem.
0: I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of like Joe though. Like I find like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I find a certain set of weapons that I like to use, and I will use them until I can't oh. use them anymore. You know, like right. it, it just...
1: I, I think that's the mindset of a lot of players.
0: Yeah, and like I I've been do- like this season I've done way more experimenting than I ever have just because like. Same. Of the sunset, of the sunset, and like, I haven't really been as deep into Destiny in a in a while. Like, I, I'll play weekly, like probably once or twice a week. But I, this is the first time I'm like playing with builds, trying to find weapon combinations, taking advice uh-huh. from other players. Like, okay, these are the weapons you might need for the raid. Like these, this is the things uh-huh. you need to level up. These are the weapons that work well in Crucible or in a Nightfall or whatever. Right. And I'm like playing around with a whole bunch of different ones, but like. To be honest, when I'm going to do like patrols or even nightfalls and strikes at this point now, I'm like, I'm still using the same five <laughs> weapons. I'm using Outbreak Perfected. I'm using Gnawing Hunter, the seven seraph shotgun, and I'm using either Lament or Fallen Guillotine or Xenophage. Like, I'm still using the same damn weapons. <laughs>
1: like, right. But you're also using stuff that isn't anywhere close to sunsetting. Whereas a lot of the go-to weapons that, like, uh, uh, for example, I was using, I had to change my entire loadout outside of outside of my exotics.
0: Yeah, but even up until this season, I was using, I was still using Uriel's Gift. Like, I was still using like those weapons and like, like that's
1: a you problem, my friend.
0: And like Hawthorne's Field Forge Shotgun, even though that weapon has sucked forever, and like the the profit or the uh, the uh, Escalation Protocol Shotgun, like the Echolus Shotgun, even though like. Yes, I re- realized it's still relevant if you do the prophecy dungeon, but like, I'm still using all of these, like, like this same set of like seven weapons I've been using since mm-hmm. I don't know what the Warmind expansion. I guess like. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: think this has been a good experience for you this season.
0: It has. It it has been, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> I'm still like trying to find. Okay, yeah. this auto rifle kind of feels like Uriel's gift. This auto rifle right. kind of feels like. Uh, you know, hard light a little bit or whatever, like I'm still using the same like, I guess, what archetypes, I guess you would say.
1: Well, yeah. if anything, this made me learn about archetypes a lot more with the sun setting, because even over the summer, I, I started looking at like, okay, so some of the things I like, like Blast Furnace, let me start seeing what's similar in firing rate to this. Let me see what's similar to some of my scouts that I like. Like, I mean, Nightwatch came forward, thank God, but I've been running a scout most of the season, my beloved patron, uh, patron of lost causes. And let me tell you something: when that thing gets sunset next season, I'm not going to be a happy camper. I have a god roll on it. I don't want to let it go, but <clears throat> that's why I really need trustee to hurry up and drop.
0: Oh, I have like I have four of them.
1: God, I hate you. Yeah. God, I hate you so. I got much.
0: I got three during the raid, what? and then like. Dude, I like, I've got you know what?
1: so many heritages I could like make my body out of heritage and still have room
0: yeah it's uh all I can say is that I would like to run the raid again and get that full uh set of armor mm-hmm because all I need is the chest piece and the arms and I'm like I'm good to go I got a lot of gear out of that raid by the way
1: we're gonna move to the raid it, in just a second We got we got one more right. paragraph to get through yeah. Joe, what you saying? Nope, nope. I, I'll wait.
0: I okay. think he's excited I for promise. Master Chief and something. In
1: three and in three and a three and half minutes, in three and a half minutes, we're getting to we're getting to the raid. Um, the preview for 2021 is how they end it. Uh, Transmog officially coming in season 14, uh, which is probably the season that's going to start in May, if the timeline holds up. Uh, and they do three-month seasons. It'll probably be starting around sometime around the beginning, maybe middle of May. Uh, So that's awesome. Uh, They gave some in-work-in-progress screen caps. I'd encourage everybody to go look at those on Bungie.net. I can't really describe them, but they look really, really good. DDoS production, finally, for Destiny 2 players on all consoles is coming next season, in Season 13. Uh, The Vault of Glass returns. Uh... Two Strikes, Fallen Saber, and Devil's Lair are coming in Season 13 along with the rest of the Cosmodrome. Legendary and Master Lost Sector rotations will be expanded to include the Moon in Season 13. There will be three new pieces of exotic armor for us to chase. And, of course, the Big Daddy announcement that was just slipped in here. One little sentence. Five delicious words. Crossplay is coming in 2021.
0: That is that's that's probably a big deal
2: the crossplay is the biggest deal for me just because think about even think about us when we have we're in we have a a discord where we all try to group up but it's segmented into like here you PC players are over here console players are over here like you have Xbox players you have PlayStation 4 players and at least PlayStation 4 PlayStation 5 and you know Xbox and uh, series Xs respectively like they can play together but like how great will it be when cuz we're all friends in that discord like just like not then have to like be like god oh, I I don't want to play if I'm not playing on PC and be like oh you can still play on PC and now we can all play and be friends officially.
0: We can all be friends. Best friends.
2: It'll just be so much easier to get groups together and
0: I don't know and not no. have to like I don't know like cuz a lot of my friends are playing on PlayStation 4 and 5 st- yep. like like my old clan is on PlayStation and I'm like that like I start like I I I was so happy when the cross save feature came out because I had friends that played on both consoles and like when that happened I'm like thank God I can just like use the same characters instead of trying to level up like four five six different characters to play with different groups just depending on the situation that was a nightmare <laughs> and like now that we I can actually just like play oh my gosh there's another Skype chat going on somewhere in my Skype thread and all I hear are these bleeps and bloops and it's Angering me. <laughs> yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't mean to alarm you, but I now know why Joe was trying to get my attention. Yeah, the Fortnite masterpiece trailer just. Uh...
0: Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it on Arsenal X this week.
1: Oh, oh my god, it's so good.
0: He looks cool.
1: Oh, we're playing Fortnite, boys.
2: I am. We're playing Fortnite. I guess Blood Gulch is in it?
0: In the Fortnite
2: map. That's funny. I, I saw that pop up somewhere.
1: Oh my oh my Christ. Okay. Pause. I, I'm reading the I, I'm looking at the official announcement right now. Across the galaxy in the armor of the chief, you battle against the Covenant, Flood and Prometheans. But with the tie between reality zero point having been exposed, you can now put the armor on in Fortnite. Uh, Welcome to Battle Bus uh,
0: Casuals, the Fortnite podcast. When you
1: play a match of Fortnite on Xbox Series X or S after purchasing the outfit, you'll unlock the matte black style for it. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Battle Legend Bling Bag, which is, uh, that's the uh, legendary symbol. A pelican glider, miniature pelican carrier. And, and oh my god, hit, hit, the pickaxe is the gravity hammer. Yeah, fuck,
0: it <laughs> dude. It's it's like thirty dollars on I sale. I don't
1: care. I'm, I'm buying it, Corey. We had this argument about Kratos and how I didn't.
0: And I didn't say. Boys and girls. That. I'm
1: just saying. I knew. I knew I was gonna spend the money when Chief came. It's funny.
2: I legitimately. When that announcement came on, I turned on my Xbox and I was like, I'll just buy it right now. And then I was like, oh, I can't. The, the sound will be too much. I can't have both going through my headphones, so I backed out. But I'm I'm excited. Anyway, Destiny.
1: We're Starting Destiny. December this 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern, you can slip into the world of Chief and Creative Mode and experience a recreation of a classic map. And it is a screen cap of Blood Gulch, baby. Blood Gulch is back. You were right, Joe. Excited. Oh, my God. It's pretty I... awesome. So...
0: Also, while we're on other games, uh, speaking of massive crossovers, uh, Sephiroth is also coming to Smash in case anybody cares. That was not my first guess, but I did guess that like a year ago, and then they put Min Min in, and I was like, oh, well, there we go. I thought they were going to put Sephiroth in with the uh, when they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. But... Anyways, continue. Master Chief in Fortnite.
1: Pew pew. Christ. Chief in Fortnite. Yep, we, we're Fort. We, we Fortnite now, boys. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, to go the
0: Mandalorian is only. You only have to buy the battle pass to unlock
1: the Mandalorian too. So, might as well just spend fifty dollars. Yeah. I really cannot. Oh God, Blood Gulch looks so good too. Dude,
0: there's probably been like. 25 different times I almost downloaded Fortnite and just bought the skin. Like the Captain America pack, the Batman pack. Mm-hmm. Now, like the Mandalorian and Master Chief are like really cool looking. I'm like, man, I wish I was good at Fortnite because then I would play it and use these characters.
1: Oh my God. I can't believe this. This is. For-
0: is Fortnite just becoming Ready Player One at this point?
1: Yes, because they also added Daryl Dixon and Michonne tonight from The Walking Dead. Oh, did yeah. they? yeah
0: oh well, that's that's a pretty big deal to m- most people i guess right like people still watch the walking dead right that's a thing still
1: it is the ending so. this season this no next it's not season. that's it's a ending. lie yes it is no it, it i dead serious it's got 12 episodes left
0: i don't know and the, then the, they're doing the, like
1: four spinoffs
0: the thing i'm the most excited for though is uh the perfect dark so, okay, I know I know this is a Destiny podcast, and I know we're gonna talk about it. I know we're gonna talk about it on Arsenal X this week, and I do want to talk about the raid. But Perfect Dark has two little notches next to Dark. Does that mean this is Perfect Dark 2, or is it just Perfect Dark?
1: So what I've heard is that it's a reboot. I mean, I'm fine or, either way. I just like... If it's not a reboot, it's definitely a reimagining. Like, I've heard both of those, and I'm curious to see what happens. Like, I don't know. I want this to be like a first-person style game done like re- how Remedy does third-person games. Mm-hmm. Like, I want Remedy, gameplay, and storytelling in a first-person perspective with this.
0: Mm. I mean, I... I I don't care either way. I just like I think I think it looks cool. I'm ready for Perfect Dark. First person that that surprised me. I thought it was going to be a third person stealth action game, but oh my god. Dude, I just mm. I saw the laptop gun though in the trailer and I was like, "Okay, this is this is Perfect Dark." So Anyways, <sighs> back to Destiny. I, you can yeah. tell we've all been tr- like, <laughs> I don't know. It's been a Woo! day. Josh's has, Josh has been up for like seventy five hours straight watching things. Like it's like Harry Potter. He's got that little twisty necklace from the third movie that travel makes you travel through time. I need it. You're pulling a Hermione right now,
1: Josh. I I do need a time turner really badly. So, all right. Bye. But- we're gonna move on to the main discussion though tonight, guys. The, the main Stone dish, crypt. the main dish, or the really the only dish. Like the stuff about next year was just like that was a palate cleanser. And if you want to know all about the dawning, we'll talk about it next week. We're not talking about it this week. But guys, the Deepstone Crypt. Uh, initial impressions from you guys. Joe, I'll let you go first. Like j- just sum it up in a couple sentences for me, because we're gonna dive into a couple categories.
2: In a couple sentences, there's one accessible oh I'm thinking words, not sentences. Mm. I think it's a extremely accessible raid that has high replayability, and it's fun i th- I think <laughs> it's one of the it's definitely the best raid in recent times. Nostalgia aside, it's one of the better raids, especially for an entry raid. Sorry, I keep jumping in right as you. No,
1: no, no, no. you're good. You're good. That's what we want, Corey.
2: I. I uh, it's a,
0: extremely. I would say that's probably the the easiest time I've had jumping into the raid for the first time. Uh. As someone who like. Especially in, in D one, who used to raid like. Literally every week, like three times a week with each character and like trying to level everything up and whatever. This was definitely the easiest time I've had jumping into a raid for the first time. Uh, when it was over, I was kind of like, oh, man, I kind of am like ready to keep going. <laughs> like it just kind of like mm-hmm. it felt really small. Um, And I don't know if that's just because we were just like blown through everything, but like it felt really small. It was, it, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm, I was like, not, it was fun. Like it was a fun experience. I was not thrilled with the raid. I think there are like the raids that I've done. It's better than Leviathan for sure. I think it's way better than Leviathan. Um, I don't, I really don't know how to feel about it because I feel like it just like went by so fast that I'm just like still kind of like thinking about it. Um, That first encounter with with the. Uh, I, man, I, I don't really know how I feel about it yet, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> OK, Um. I, I'll go ahead and I'm just going to echo Joe's comments because I do think that this is the most beginner friendly raid. Yeah, that I. They've- Maybe I, have ever done.
0: I definitely agree with that. Like, I I agree that it is super beginner friendly. If you have people, if you have friends that are jumping in for the first time, or have never raided before, or like really getting to Destiny since like maybe launch or D one or whatever, and they're coming back, like this is definitely the raid to do first. It is super accessible. It's really easy to understand. The mechanics are are complex enough to make you feel like you are solving a puzzle and simple enough to get you through it. Uh I can see where that second encounter would be insanely difficult without Lament. Uh but that was like so- that was like the only part of the raid where I was like, man, this is like this is ch- challenging. Like everybody's got to be on point on this part.
1: Yeah, so, like, I <clears throat> I, I just want to keep talking about the accessibility for a quick second. Yeah. Look at the other two raids that are currently in the game. Last Wish and Garden of Salvation. Even for experienced raiders, I don't know anyone who likes to run those regularly. Uh, um, I mean, the tether mechanic in Garden of Salvation has been described by some of the you know, best raiders in the world, some of the people who have run them the most times always compete for Worlds First as literally the worst mechanic ever done in a bungee game. <laughs> and I'm inclined to agree with them. It is genuinely a horrific thing in an otherwise great raid. But if your main mechanic sucks, your raid is going to suck as a result. It's it's going to be a lot less fun. Like, I put Garden at fourth on our rankings a couple of months ago.
2: If you were, and, to, if you were okay. to start actually... Organized raids by a series of criteria. Mm-hmm. Garden would be extremely high in almost everything. Yep. But but the fact that the mechanics are so bad in it—bad, maybe not the right word—but so frustrating, unforgiving. That it, that it makes me—it turns me off so much from that raid. But if you look at the visual style, or like the experience of the raid that aside it's so good Mm -hmm. but that just deteriorates it so quickly that i don't i want to do a run of that raid but every time i think about it just like oh no not today and i just will never probably play it again
1: yeah i uh i i definitely agree with that like I was saying the other night to you a nerd like as much as I love the armor in it I'll never go back to it. Contrast that with the Deepstone Crypt. So I guess let's let's shift into rewards here before we talk about the encounters. This is how every single raid and dungeon needs to do rewards from now on. Every single one of them. Not just in how the armor and weapons drop, how you're guaranteed the mods out of your first four secret chests opens, so you have them right off the bat. They clearly learned from the fiasco that was Garden when they you had a random chance for them to drop there or in the previous raids. They're not essential to complete this raid, whereas Garden, it feels like they're essential to completing it in you know a couple of phases. But I think the biggest success comes from Two new things that were introduced that we've never seen in Destiny before, at least in a raid. The Spoils of Conquest system that allows you at the final chest to buy rolls of any guns or armor you have unlocked in the raid. But also, you can buy chests, encounter chests, and you can only buy them until you've earned everything from that encounter. To help, you, help give you a chance. And it's a bullshit chance. I want to be really clear on that. It's an absolute bullshit chance.
0: Oh, you're just get salty. You haven't going. gotten the Scout Rifle yet.
1: Uh, Corey, I've bought four of those crates. I've spent over 200 spoils in there. And I have not gotten a single new thing. I'm very upset. I'm very salty. <laughs> it's not even about the Scout Rifle anymore. I've been trying to get the chest piece and the Scout. But that is how loot needs to be done going forward it encourages and for the first time ever outside of the little season of the raid we had over the summer it incentivizes running the raid multiple times on the same character I would rather stock up on spoils now at this point when I'm done doing triumphs I'd rather just run around as my hunter like hey you want to run it three times a week sure that's three hours out of my that's three three hours max out of my week we've got it down to an hour or less now on these runs I have no problem doing that
0: yeah, I mean that that's the thing too is like we beat it like I i already like I had in my head I was like okay this might take us like three or four hours maybe like I'm putting it aside, I've got my energy drink ready, I got my snacks ready, I've got, you know, bathroom breaks ready, got it planned out, and we were done in way under two hours. What, like an hour forty five, hour fifty ish?
2: Yeah, and we got the the sparrow, the ghost, like we mm-hmm. it wasn't like a we're pushing forward like we were not only teaching you guys, but we got all the extra stuff like it was like we took our time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh, Wrath in the Machine a little bit in terms of like length and just like certain encounters and like, uh, I don't know, man, I I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know if I would put it at like the top of my favorite raids right now. Maybe it's so because I haven't we're, run it enough.
1: We're going we're to circle back to that question, though. We're going to circle back to where we rank this at the end of this. Okay. Because I, I do want to address that. I, I think there's a few factors, and we're, we're hitting on each of those factors as we go along. So we've hit about the we hit on the accessibility and on the loot. Let's talk about the actual encounters, though. So you start off with this crazy pike race that is very bugged right now and i hope they never fix that bug because it feels like one of those things they're just gonna leave in like the ribbon wall cheese that they're not gonna take out because i think there would actually be a complete revolt from the community if they did that it doesn't harm anything and if you're smart enough to figure it out cool you deserve to be able to do that Nerd did it on accident on our day one raid the very first time. I was like 10 seconds in. Yeah, we discovered it. Uh, We thought it was just a glitch, and we're like, oh, God, this game is so glitched. This is so fucked up. Uh, We were going bubble to bubble, taking everybody out. Uh, Matt and I were pushing ahead in a lot of them, and we did okay, but, oh, my God, it's so much easier with that glitch. We can just fly straight to the end, and it's like... Cool. We figured out a day or two later after we'd already done our flawless run to get the Sparrow. Oh, other people are starting to figure this out, too. Like, he just showed us where he had hopped on and we're like, oh, this works. Let's all do this. Let's all go get a Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I I love that encounter. It's a much more accessible (laughs) edition of the uh, Sparrow race from Scourge of the Past. Yeah. The other fallen raid. Yeah.
0: You uh, took me the way with all the jumps. That was fun. I, li- I like the little jumps. Little, uh, come over here, boost. Pew! Until I fell in the crack that one time. That was fun. <laughs> and then Mitch fell off and he had to start all over Ner- <laughs> and uh, uh, Nerd had to go get him. That was funny.
1: Yeah. It's, uh,. It's a thing. I I really, really, really like that encounter. It's not super hard, especially once you're at the proper level, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, That's an encounter like that just genuinely brings a smile to my face. Like Even if I wasn't going to raid for the week, I would still easily run through to the end just to go get my chest. Yeah. So uh, I I like that a lot. Uh, Joe, any other thoughts on the Sparrow race, Sparrow-Pike race? Uh,
2: Not really. I would say that... I remember being really frustrated the first time because I'm yeah. bad, at, bad at that stuff. And uh, I remember when you guys were all ahead and I was just like, I can't do it. I can't figure it out. And now that it's like the day one thing isn't happening, it's not hard at all. I think I was just feeling that anxiety mostly. Oh, yeah. I, but agree. I agree. I feel like if they take the cheese out, you're They've taken away so much already. <laughs> they, <laughs> they they can't. It's something fun. It's harmless. Any damage that that would have been done has been done already. Uh, so let's let's leave it in. But other than that, no, no thoughts on the spare race. It's oh, a, it's okay. a good time.
1: Everyone should do it. It's yeah. the the equivalent of the lantern in Crota. It, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's just this really wacky experience. I think it's and, a cool way
0: to start the raid.
1: absolutely i I think the frostbite mechanic really helps lean into that dynamic weather that they do too yeah i really like that like for the first time i felt like it actually mattered so i like that uh the first encounter though breaching crypt security i was actually a little angry once we figured out how easy this could be like none of us thought to just throw on xeno on day one otherwise we probably would have shredded it uh instead we're sitting there with auto rifles and other lmgs just shooting the hell out of it like lucky if we get we, we were celebrating when we got it down in three tries and just resing Joe every time he died and then we realized oh everyone else is eating Xenophage we feel really dumb now <laughs> <laughs> if only I was upstairs if mm-hmm. only you were upstairs it uh the the encounter design for this I mean again just something that is really creative but fairly simple to figure out like you kind of want to just like hit yourself in the head once you figure it out because it's so simple but it does require a lot of coordination we we jokingly made the we made maps on napkins because that's all that was accessible to me in our day one raid so we called them the napkins <laughs> uh, you know labeled everything out and then I'm realizing <laughs> people are labeling you know, like uh, l1 and d3 and stuff and i'm like no i'm not doing that we're doing one through ten that's so much easier how is that not easier
2: it was very easy once yeah, once yeah. we had nailed like figured it out made mm-hmm. a lot of sense and like now look at how efficient we are we oh, one- yeah. phase it within what like a minute it's like yeah. so fast yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I, I really like that. How, like, everything that you're doing downstairs, though, is reflected just bigger upstairs. Like, the fuses are real tiny downstairs, but they're these gigantic things upstairs. And I'm like, how is this a fuse?
0: Yeah, they're like giant canisters. They're like, they're not fuses. There's no way they're fuses. They're like giant batteries at the least.
1: Mm-mm. It's a fuse. Corey, no. <laughs> uh, I hate to interrupt you, but they just teased uh, the next Mass Effect at the Game Awards. They showed a concept trailer for it. Okay, oh. well, it was you a know, very brief one. They haven't even showed concept trailer.
0: They, they haven't even showed gameplay for their legendary trilogy. So you know, um, pass. Okay.
2: Hard hard pass until uh, twenty twenty three. Show me something real. Yeah. You like, yeah. We're announcing that we're working. Why on it. is Christopher
1: Nolan presenting Game of the Year? I
2: don't know. Tenant is coming to Does HBO Max. Christopher next Nolan year? know what
1: a video game is.
2: You have to buy it in theaters. <laughs> you have to buy it in <laughs>
1: Fortnite.
2: This is how it was meant to be played in the IMAX.
1: Yeah, that's hilarious to be how like Mister. I don't like people watching things on tablets and phones. Also screened his movies in Fortnite for the summer. Yeah. So. Okay, you yeah. know, anyways, back to the Deepstone Crypt as yeah. the mayor. Um, <clears throat> I yeah, I like I like the first encounter. It's that if you can figure that encounter out as a group going in six brand new raiders for the first time could pretty easily figure that system out, I feel. And if you can figure that out, you can figure out the entire raid, frankly. I think that's honestly the only one that like. The only encounter you actually have to practice for. Like, you have to know where you're going. Like, the others, it, it changes every single time. This, it's it's constant.
2: The The first encounter is probably the perfect example of efficiency in Destiny. If you can yeah. nail down your efficiency, you <clears throat> can nail the rest of this raid just as easy as that first encounter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I like that first and like that first real encounter went by so fast, it didn't even like feel like a real encounter, yeah. you know. I mean, that was, I think maybe that's like, I don't want to say I, I hate coming back to this because I know we want to kind of do all the encounters, but like, I, I maybe that's why I'm kind of like, I think disappointed is the wrong word, but like, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to feel about it is because like the, the, the pike race in the first like kind of real encounter went by so fast. And it was like, Oh, we're just like flying through this.
2: So I feel like we probably did you a little bit of disservice that, and I actually reflecting back, this is probably what makes me like raids when you do it blind and you don't like, you're not told and you actually have to figure it out and you have to do all the stuff that we had already done like three times to really kind of nail down a good routine that's what makes the raid fun yeah it's just, but it's the mystery of it and you didn't you didn't really get a chance to have that or really to witness it because we were just we were just telling you what to do and just blowing through well,
0: it. well i mean i didn't even really have this this feeling when we were running when we did scourge the last this summer like i I I really liked that raid. I enjoyed like learning how to do the different things, doing the things, and the encounters like took a pretty decent length to do. And then we moved on, it's right? True. Like, I just feel like these first two encounters. We were done with the first two encounters in what like twenty minutes, maybe less than that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we
1: spent we spent more time failing at the jumping puzzle than we did on the first encounter.
0: Yeah, and like maybe that's because like I remember going into like. Kingsfall the first time or Leviathan the first time and like it with the team I was raiding with regularly at the time was like, all right, let's figure this out. And when we would get when we got to the baths, we were like, How do we do this? And when we figured out, like, okay, maybe this X strategy is like the best one where, you know, work in a triangle, teams of three, whatever. It was just like I don't know, maybe I just I maybe I just want to run it like a couple more times to see how like how my real feelings are are about it yeah like because i i don't mind like blowing through a raid that's not i don't think that's my issue i just feel like maybe man i don't know i just feel like those first two encounters weren't like quote real encounters and maybe it's because like i didn't really have like a a job those first two encounters i was really just clearing ads and shooting the barrel the the fuses that you know joe and nerd Mm -hmm. were calling out and yeah and, and, you know, maybe that was, that's just like the design of the raid. Like maybe that's just how it goes sometimes. But like, you know what I mean? Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Let's, let's move on. I don't mean to keep sounding like I'm complaining. Cause I like, I really, I really like the team aspect of the raid. I really like going in and feeling like, oh man, we're really getting ready to take down this huge thing. And like, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, Corey, I'll also put it, I'll pitch it to you this way. It felt like you weren't doing a whole lot because we had figured out how to streamline it to where we only had to have two to three people on each encounter running points. Yeah. And that's a result of running it a dozen times in two weeks. Like that was absolutely not our experience. The first three or four completions that we had. We were still trying to figure out what roles we were each comfortable in.
0: I un- I understand that, like I I really do understand that, and like I kn- I know if like if I would have run the raid the f- that first day, like I was supposed to with you guys, I would have been it probably would have been a totally different experience, you know, and yeah, and probably, uh, like yeah. I really didn't feel like we were like in the raid until that second encounter with with uh you know the the room and then going up to space with with the you know what I mean like that was like the first point where I actually felt like all right we are actually in this raid now. Um.
1: Yeah. So. Um I I don't know. I have I really have nothing else to say about that first encounter though. Um I think the one I want to discuss the most is A-Tracks though. Yeah. My grandma um, had an A-Tracks. Get out. <laughs> God, I need your internet to go out right now or something. <laughs>
0: don't worry. Uh, my my computer's not. If have to I garbage. have to
1: hear <laughs> status calamitous one more time. I'm, like, actually going to scream. We heard it so many times on day one that it, like, seeped into my subconscious and I started hearing it in my sleep in the exact voice of the Crypt AI. <laughs> that, like that is... It is such a frustrating encounter to figure out, and it took us a while to figure it out. We actually... We had it nailed on day one. I'd like I'd like to state this for the record. We had it nailed on day one. We just ran out of revives because... If you aren't using lament or even like fall I think even falling guillotine would work really good, it would just probably take you another full phase, but you could probably easily do it with falling guillotine now that you're off contest mode. it was a nightmare though. Uh, we would just start running out or like oh everybody on the bottom would run out or oh all space would run out of revives and I mean then you're screwed. you can't get up or down quickly enough and pass buffs and uh, avoid the boss at the elevators and everything else. But going to space for the first time, I didn't know that's what was gonna happen when I jumped into that pod. I thought yeah. it was an elevator.
0: <laughs> it felt like going it felt like ODST, s- that opening of ODST when you're yep, fo- dropping. Oh did. I got I was like, oh I, man, this is awesome.
1: T Rex had an awesome reaction on Twitch when he flew to space. He's just like shrieking, he's like oh, I'm flying in space, I'm flying in space, I've got the space. That's how I felt and I was trying to keep it together for everybody. That was amazing. That was an amazing moment.
2: I think there's one thing that really held us back, and that's when to kill the servitors.
1: Yep. The, it, Once we nailed the, the servitors, we nailed the encounter.
2: That's that was the difference for us that made it easy. Waiting to do that at the same time so we knew that's what triggered the event, like was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know. That I feel like if we would have had that, we would have at least made it past that encounter.
1: Yep. I, I fully agree. I think, honestly, at that point, I think we make it to the boss.
2: I would uh, probably agree with that.
1: I don't think we beat the boss, but I think we make it there. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of moving, I mean, so there's really not a whole lot to say about A-Tracks, I don't think. It's interesting design. I like that there's four copies of him on each level. Uh, obviously, having a giant anime sword helps an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, as we have found out from our runs, absolutely not essential. Uh, I do think it would be really hard if you had three Xenophage just shooting him at once, though. Um, just trying to get those synced up. At least with Lament or even Guillotine, you can, like, spam your attack buttons
0: mm-hmm.
1: in sync. Um, but the final stand mechanic, that's something I don't remember seeing in a non-boss encounter before. And, and that was really, really cool to see. Uh, You know, he has his health partitioned off down there, about 15% of it sitting off to the side. And everybody has to come to space. Um, If you don't have everybody, if you don't nail that first projection, you maybe have enough time to get to that second one. I guarantee you, you're not making that third one, though. Yeah. Um, We got very lucky when we had to hit three the other night. Um, We had our first one because just uh, me and one other person were there. And then only one of us was at the ne- well, one or maybe two of us were at the next one. And out of desperation, Nerd and I both shot off golden guns at the last one to make sure we could hit it. And thank God we did. Um, but I think it's things like that where it just gets so frantic. As long as you're not on a day one raid, I think that those encounters are the funnest and the most hysterical to look back on. Because yeah. like, there's just so much... like. I, I'm the scanner and I'm supposed to be calling out clear instructions, but usually it's just like screeching because I like start. <laughs> I know that there's a lag between all of us. So like when I'm seeing it is like after it's already popped up on everybody else's screens, it's like I'm usually nerd has called me. He's like, dude, you're already running at it when you call it. I'm like, yeah, because like I saw it on my screen, at least one of us is going to get there and damage.
2: Yeah.
0: Josh has a pretty high pitched voice when things get frantic.
1: I do. I do. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. I I I will be booted from LFG groups for uh, for being a squeaker. Yeah, it's fine. Even though I'm 28,
0: <laughs> just uh, you know, make a make a mom joke and like uh, I don't know, say a few curses. Mom goes to elephant. college. <laughs> Man, by the way. Speaking of squeakers, I turned on Gears of War multiplayer the other day to try out the 120 hertz mode. Man, a bunch of like elementary school kids play that game. I gotta tell you, man, it's just, it's bad. So, anyways, let's move on.
1: We're gonna move on uh, for Corey's, Corey's shame. We're gonna keep going. Um, the space jump. This is my favorite jumping puzzle in Destiny. Whisper, you have been unseated. Please retire in the Destiny Content Vault. Your time has come. Like the wall of dicks before you. Oh God. Um,
0: Oryx your, your, your dildos. Time,
1: <laughs> yeah, the the Oryx dildo wall before you. Uh, um, go join the land of your four forefathers. Because um, four skins. This it's <laughs> not a. This is not a challenging jumping puzzle.
0: I There's like one how Josh That I am
1: adamant. If I, if I am absolutely ignoring, I've seen so many dildos in Cyberpunk over the last two days. Like I just I can't do it anymore.
2: So the very first thing in Cyberpunk I did was pick up a studded dildo. That was the first item I picked up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I found that, and then I found a giant one in the bathroom, and it was really weird.
0: Why are there yeah, so many? What is their weird or... obsession with strange dildos?
1: I I think it's their way of.
2: I promise that I will not talk about anything other than Destiny after this. But I think it's their way of, like, shocking you into normalizing things that really aren't a big deal. And dildos are one of them. Dildos aren't a big deal. Neither are penises or vaginas or no gender. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) So I, I think it's their way of just being like, hey, these things are here. Whatever. And then, like, they won't be a bit Like, South Park. Remember how shocking South Park was the first few seasons? And then it's just like, oh, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just South Park. Mm-hmm. I think it's their thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. The Space Jump. Sorry. It is the most beautiful jumping puzzle in Destiny ever. It, it's,
1: it's the best skybox they've ever done. Ever. Uh, just, just bar none. It's not a particularly challenging jumping puzzle after you've done it once or twice. There is one particular jump that is all that is holding me up from being able to do this raid flawless, and it's really bothering me. Um,
0: Guess we have to run the raid a few more times, Josh. We need you to get that more,
1: down. I, I need that flawless shader. I, I need it. So I need five other people to get it together, too. Um, I feel like I could do it. The the deep stone lullaby music that plays though,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is genuinely one of the most beautiful pieces of music in a video game I've heard maybe ever. Um, I, I joke that I feel like I'm in like a planet earth documentary series when I listen to that. Cause I'm expecting, I'm expecting like David Attenborough to come in and like narrate it for me, but it's just, It's beautiful. I I could sit out there listening to that all day. Like, I could just go load into that jumping puzzle and pop a squat. Mm -hmm. And I'd be perfectly happy. Um, Man. It's it's so good. It's just so... I have have, have no no comments, no critique, other than it's so fucking good. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I think that if you... Don't regularly raid or haven't done a raid. I feel like you should do this raid at least until you get to that point. Just to like, it's a very easy jumping puzzle. It's not hard at all. Like you don't really have to search for where to go next. It's very linear, but it's the perfect combination. It does a, leans on a lot of things that Bungie does really well, which is sound design. Um, the music is really good, and the the physics, the way that the physics change, are perfectly timed with both. It is, uh, remember remember in Halo when you went outside into space for the first time? And like yes. y- like you get that the weird audio and everything like that. It is very similar. Um, it's just a neat experience. Anybody that plays Destiny is very in tune with the physics. Like you know how fast you fall. You know what your gun feels like. And it just tweaks it a little bit. It's very good. Highly, highly, highly recommend anyone getting to that part just to experience how great that is.
0: Yeah, I, man, I I just, like, jumping through there and, like, I know we were trying to get, like, the, what, the little Datapads. data pads or whatever. And, and just jumping through, man, it was just, like, this is amazing. Like, I, I felt, found myself stopping a few times. Like, I was supposed to be following, uh, following the group to get these data pads. And I found myself stopping just to, like, look around. And then I would mm-hmm. lose the group. And I'm like, oh, no, where'd they go? I got to pretend like I am still following them (laughs) uh but i stopped myself like a few times just to look around i was like man this is this is amazing i took i took quite a few screenshots
1: and uh yeah that's and that's an underrated thing about the wider field of view is just how many gorgeous screenshots you can get Mm -hmm. they look so much better
0: yeah oh yeah
1: i can't wait for the next live event with 105 field of view
0: yeah, it was especially
1: with how exaggerated it is in social spaces. Yeah. It's just God. I yeah. So yeah, that that's been that's been our talk on the Deepstone Lullaby on the jumping puzzle. It's just, oh god, it's beautiful. Uh, if if you haven't experienced it, yet, you need to do the raid just for that. Quit out after that, but do it just for that. Yeah. You should uh, push on.
2: See, test test the waters, but definitely get to that point. Third encounter.
1: Uh, I don't have much of anything to say on this. It's basically just it's like any other third encounter in a raid it's teaching you mechanics you're going to use in the boss so it's a warm up Um, that's really all it is that's when it's explicitly confirmed in case you didn't pick up from his cloak that this is Tanix Uh, we killed him multiple times in Destiny 1 we fought his nightmare in this he just keeps coming back and back and back because that's part of who he is (sighs) Tanix is the worst Tanix is
0: the worst I, I hate tanning so 0.100%. much.
1: One hundred percent. If I if I'm the guardians, I'm literally sitting there and burning the body and not, not leaving until the body completely burned up.
2: It's... Like
1: we're we're gonna we're gonna go Darth Vader on his ass. We're just gonna burn him and let Yubnub play in the background.
0: <laughs> Do we have the high ground?
1: Uh, we he he had the high ground and he still got his ass whooped. So That's uh, true. I. I really like how this encounter works, though. Uh, You know, we, of course, have Operator and Scanner back. uh, But you are carrying around little mini nukes. The only catch is it's not like other carryables, other orbs where you can drop them if your buff gets to be too much. Somebody has to actually come take it from you. So, again, requires coordination or basically reading your partner's mind. We've all done it now enough as a group that, you know, usually we know when somebody's hitting about six or seven seconds Mm -hmm. and we take it from them, but... It's a small space. It gets a little frantic. Tanix likes to hang out right next to the boxes you're dunking, and you don't actually damage him in this fight. Yeah, Uh, which is—it's kind of bizarre. It's not even like, oh, when you fight Deception for Galran, you or you fight, you know, like uh, Shadow Centurions or whatever they are in the uh, Shadow Realm for the Leviathan. Like, no, you're actually not doing anything to this guy. I kept waiting. I kept waiting waiting for like
0: a. a a call out to be like everybody meet in the middle so we can do damage and then like yep. like I was waiting for that call out and the only call out I heard was everybody run <laughs> and I was like oh okay <laughs> I'm just guess we're running down this long yeah, hallway now
1: so once you've done the encounter six times the ground opens up in the middle and you drop down into a corridor and the AI is basically telling you that uh, you're a clever little rat you're going to escape the station's destruction this and that but um once the space station crashes, because the whole synopsis is Tanix has taken over this space station and the crypt AI has been programmed to automatically scuttle the station if it was ever breached and to crash into the Deep Stone crypt. He basically says the door to the crypt is going to be open to everybody once you get down there, so you have to kill this guy. Like You have to stop him. You are clearly the only one who can do it. Uh, and I really, 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 really love that. Yeah, It's just... It, it's crazy i like when there's a story uh tied to the raid so
0: yeah it was uh yes
1: running down major xenomorph vibes
0: that was definitely one of the things about the raid that i really liked that like the story actually like it felt like it felt like the taken king did where like it felt like a continuation of what was happening and you know what we did in during beyond lights campaign and like the extra stuff. Like it just felt like a continuation instead of like, Oh, well we fought the red war and now we're going to go fight this, you know, fake robot cabal guy and go down into his weird robot hanger, uh, closet
2: (laughs) at the end and not really know why, you know?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Leviathan had really no connection And any of the raids or raid layers that took place on Leviathan had no strong connection. I mean, if you start to get into the lore and all that stuff, you can read why these things are here and why they exist and stuff like that. But to experience a raid that feels so connected to the content that you were grinding for the first 10 days or longer if you didn't do it early on... like that's the satisfying part. It's like, Oh, this is everything that we were just doing is now part of this raid. Like there's the same art style. It's the same, uh, content. It's the same characters and stuff like that. That's what I really enjoy. It lets you, it's an easier way to get into character and to stay, uh, in like that world mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was weird.
0: Cause like you go from like the EDZ and like, you know, some like, Something like Nessus and stuff, and then you go to this like giant gold pyramid ship that, like, you know, purple and gold, and like these all these gaudy colors. Like, you're like, this is this is like it totally took takes you out of it almost, you know. Not that that like wasn't a fun raid, you know, but like it was like, this is just like. It just feels like this is something that they designed and they didn't know what to do with the story about this. So they just shoved it in here because it was ready to go
1: type thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, we're going to we're going we're gonna to circle to the story and just because I do, I do want to tackle the story in a minute, as much as I like it. I want to tackle that um, after we talk about the final encounter. Um, Mm -hmm. where everything comes together and actually quite cleanly for putting everything together for a raid Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not teaching you anything new it's just everything you did in the third encounter on a bigger scale essentially Mm -hmm. Um, I really really now that we figured out the four ball strat I really love this boss fight Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's
1: wacky, it's crazy you have to be precise with how you enter his little damage bubble you have to be uh, timing is everything on this
0: um, also, don't like, run into the giant flying walls of trash and get eaten off of the off the level. Don't,
1: yes. don't be a quarry. Don't be a Corey. <laughs> uh, uh, that is just the perfect example of something bonkers that I expect from Destiny. Somehow he put himself into a shank before they before the space station crashed, and we're not quite sure how that happened. But hey, it's we're we're space wizards running around with you know futuristic AK-47s I think think we can forgive this it'll it'll be okay
0: (laughs) yeah you gotta Uh, suspend your disbelief you know like yeah
1: it's just funny that he's underneath a trash pile in the middle of the arena
2: yeah so my impression was that that's when he was assembling himself in that trash pile
1: gotcha okay that would make more sense
2: yeah Mm.
0: to me I was just like you know what he flies now He's in a spaceship. This is like a, you know, Doctor Robotnik Sonic situation. You know, <laughs> sort of. But yeah, really.
1: that's I, I've got major Eggman vibes from it. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think it's a really fun boss fight. I mean, it takes a lot of timing. It takes some practice runs, but it's really. Really satisfying when it all comes together. It's not just something you can run up and like wail on with a sword or with spiked grenade launchers or anything right now. Like there's a very specific method to nuking him, and it comes down to somebody better somebody better have toughed out Garden of Salvation and the Divinity puzzles and gotten it. Um, without Divinity, you're you're not quick phasing this boss. You're gonna take all three damage phases easily. Isn't it uh,
2: also funny that In almost every encounter Doing the Seemingly more difficult Task Makes the encounter easier Mm -hmm. Like Doing all four of the uh, Nuclear cores in that Which is I would say is more Difficult than slowly chipping away at him Makes it so much easier
0: Oh yeah Yeah I, I, I mean I didn't do it the old way But this was like Oh well this is like this seems like way easier to do than whatever you guys were doing before. And I don't even know yeah. what you guys are doing. I'm like, why wouldn't we you would, just do we this? Would,
2: yeah, we would do two um, of them. And then you have to do the scanner to figure out which two it is. And then you have to do that whole cycle again. So basically, we would have basically twice as many of that, that little tiny bit before we get to a damage phase. And then before we started really getting our light level, we had to do multiple damage phases. Right. So... Mm-hmm. Like we would be doing that same thing like six times versus one now.
1: Yeah, which is <laughs> just, mm-hmm.
2: just insane. So I. And that's not like a bug like, or
0: anything, right? That's not like no. a that's just that's like.
2: A, yeah, like you like the the first in the first encounter when we did the uh, the two monitor thing or the two they are they not monitors? What are those little P stations? Um, anyway, we did the two version of that like that's technically the more difficult strategy but it is the easier way to go about that encounter yeah uh, mm-hmm. for the triumph so I don't know anybody out there that hasn't done it yet try the triumphs try the harder strat it is makes it easier overall yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah that I mean I I really enjoyed the the final boss fight like I I I don't know it just it felt like a boss fight you know what I mean like sometimes like I don't know. Some of these raids, you just kind of like go in and you're just like, whatever, this isn't, this doesn't really feel great. But it just felt like, I felt like all of us were kind of like, okay, we know what we're doing. We're going in, we're doing it. And then uh, besides me getting thrown off the level by a piece of trash, like it, it felt good. And like when we got in his little bubble, we were all like xenophaging him and, and damaging him and stuff. It like felt really good. Like it just felt, yeah, felt good.
1: Yeah, uh, so we're, we're going to touch on story real fast before we go to uh, how we rank this. Um, I do agree with what Corey was saying a few minutes ago, that this feels like it was kind of cobbled together. Like the first half of it feels like it's completely different from the back half. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like it starts out being one thing like, oh, we're like, are we trying to breach the crypt? Like has somebody broke it in, like you're not really given any descriptors. We've just found the location of it. And Atrax, if you remember, A-trax is one of uh, Aramis's lieutenants mm-hmm. uh, from the story. And so we finally kill Atrax. Atrax has infused exotech that she found here in the Deep Stone Crypt into herself, this and that. You see Tanix escape out of the pod, this and that. Tanix is the body that they are referring to in the Glassway strike in the campaign. Uh, when Aramis tells Atrax to go prepare the body, this is what she was sent to do. She was actually sent to the Crypt. Now... I do not understand for the life of me why the giant vex gate is not in the Deepstone crypt, why we literally saw like one little laboratory of the crypt. And that was it behind a darkness statue. Um, I do not think that we're done with the Deepstone Crypt.
0: I feel like, I feel like this is a, it's almost going to be like a Leviathan situation mm-hmm. where they're going to add like yes. maybe dungeons to it or maybe like their versions of raid layers to it at some point.
1: I absolutely think that a dungeon is coming um, probably next spring or next summer is when it'll come. Um, unless they pull a fast one on us and drop one next season, which I do not anticipate. Well, it um, seems
0: like a good like because when's Vault coming back?
1: Right. Vault like, is just they just said spring 2021. That's it. So like, this seems it seems like a next season, season a, after
0: adding like a raid layer type thing to the Deep Stone Crypt seems like a good stop gap between this raid and the next raid
2: we're
1: gonna find a vex gate and it's gonna take us to the vault well so and that that was that was the prediction that i was making before beyond light came out and that's what we see the giant vex gate in the glass way i was like oh my god like are we looking at are we looking at the gateway to the crypt right now like are we gonna come back here and kick off the raid here and this and that and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no no we know
0: like when when we first went in, like we went, out, I was like, this this doesn't feel like entering a, a, a raid. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't feel like we were, I, like, I felt like we were trying to search for, like, that opening encounter, I felt like we were going to search for the gateway, and, like, we would uh-huh. enter through the gateway, and that's how we entered the Deep Stone Crypt, and that was like, oh, you've unlocked the secret of entering the crypt, and then here are the secrets of the crypt or whatever, and it just kind of like, oh, we just kind of, like, walked up and walked
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna present something to you. We know that the Vault of Glass is coming back in 2021, but we don't know if Venus is coming back. Now, some computers on the Moon in the Lost sectors have been updated to show a logo for a Venus, 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 and the Ishtar Collective on it. Mm-hmm. Do we think that we're getting Venus back? I know the prevailing theory is that we're going to enter it through Nessus. The Vault of Glass, we know, has multiple entry points across the universe. What if we use one of the Vex skates on Europa to go there? I mean, that's what a, if we use Globus as one inside the Deepstone Crypt? That's, I mean,
0: I was kind of thinking that a little bit mm-hmm. because, like, maybe like the Vault of Glass is returning, but maybe that opening encounter, remember on Venus when you have to stand on the little pods and, like, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe that opening section of the Vault of Glass is different, right? And, like, mm-hmm. getting into the uh, vault. I think it is, has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think they're going to bring Venus back. I feel like. Not yet. I feel like there's enough, an, enough area and enough like uh, uh, planets left to like enter in from somewhere else. And I think if you're gonna use the deep stone crypt again, and like maybe you add a ray layer beforehand, and like if you really want to explore the deep stone crypt, you get deeper into the crypt and you see a vex gate and you enter in through there. And maybe it's like a similar type thing where like okay, mm-hmm. you got to stand on these things to open the 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 vault, but like we enter through Europa this time, like you're saying.
2: Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a different path altogether to get, like, remember how when you open the vault and you have to go down, like, that little, it's like a mini jumping puzzle with the chest and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It'd be cool if we came in from a different angle, and, like, because you couldn't jump up there, they could still have that wall exist, Mm -hmm. but maybe we drop down... And also, if you remember in that area where we fight, uh, what's that boss that the you could push off the ledge? Atheon. Was Atheon. Atheon?
1: No, it wasn't Atheon. It was the... A- A- Atheon. Was it him? Yep. You The last boss, you would stun him in place and you'd push him off. Yeah. But not the last boss,
2: the, the very first one that you, uh, the where you shoot the oracles. Oh. The, uh...
1: The... Yeah, I mean, I know you can push that off, but Atheon is the one that was the main push.
2: Well, I mean, so I was referring to that very first boss encounter, or the, the mini boss. So I like, got you. Man. There's so many different areas where you could like crawl into the wall and stuff in there that yeah. I feel like you. Could, it would be cool if you just came in that area from mm-hmm. a different angle. It mm-hmm. would like change your perspective, mm-hmm. um, and then you could see like where you used to come in.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe there's this, maybe if you figure out how to get up to where you used to come in, you could. Get, there's like a secret chest up there now.
2: The seventh one
0: with with Fatebringer in it, or Icebreaker.
1: I'd like to see Icebreaker.
2: That that's what a, a poor fate of a gun. So I, feel I think like... we're
1: all we're all in agreement. I think then that there's going to be more added to this because it feels like they oh, left it sure. very open.
2: Yeah, like, especially I feel like...
1: with what the the crypt AI tells you, like the the well, vault is now open to everyone.
0: I just I feel like. It's called the Deep Stone Crypt, but we only scratched the surface of like how deep we can go into the crypt, right? Like, that. I mean,
1: it's the same thing with the Leviathan, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: it took us how many trips to get there, and we still only saw like point zero 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 three percent of it, maybe.
0: Yeah, so it's so. just like, hmm, you know.
1: All right, guys. Last question, so we can wrap it up. With all of these factors taken into account. Corey, I know you've only cleared it once. I think this is... I'm directing this kind of more towards Joe. Where, in light of your rankings you did about two months ago, where would you rank the Deepstone Crypt in the Destiny franchise for raids? In terms of your favorite raid.
2: I would probably put it in my... and I I can't give you an exact number, Mm because it all... every time, like, it's... uh thinking about my favorite raids every time i think about it it's probably like oh it kind of it gets a little blurry yeah <laughs> but i would say it's probably my top five okay um i love things i love about this obviously sound design very good in this in this raid uh-huh. um great jumping puzzle section i would say i don't say great jumping puzzle but it was a fun jumping pr- puzzle it wasn't so much challenging it was just A nice little breather it was like it was about the
1: experience
2: correct it was definitely an experience i love the aesthetic i play destiny because i less of the medieval aspect of it i play destiny more for the space and the science fiction aspect of it yep so this heavily leans into the aesthetic that i like about destiny uh i like that it was accessible i like person this is a personal thing but i like that we did a day one attempt I like the fact that we did a blind run and figured, I would say probably like 90% of the raid out on our own. Uh, when we came back after light level, obviously we probably all had a little bit more information. Um, I like the fact that we can sure people through it now, which is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we also, this was like the first time that we ever really, not that we ever played together, but like the group now that we have pretty much farming this every week. Um, was like it was our first time playing together, and none of us, I don't think, got mad at one another, which is also a win.
1: No, no, uh, not at all. We were at it for twelve hours, and I don't, none of us got heated. We just got fucking tired.
2: So I, I would say it's in my top five raids. Um, it's definitely not nearly as challenging as some of the other raids. Um, it, it doesn't quite have hit some of the nostalgia factor. Um, overall, though. I would say it is a a very fun experience, uh, and I would definitely like. I will be playing. I love the fact that we've been playing this every week.
1: Yeah, I haven't gotten tired of it yet. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, Corey, do you have any ranking comments?
0: Um, I would definitely say like I, I, I would really love to run this like. well well, more than a few more times but at least a few more times right like just to get more of a feel for it uh but like just based on this encounter like really feeling like uh being part of a a friendly raid group to be honest like my last one like as as much as we raided like it wasn't really like a friendly (laughs) raid group you know like it was kind of like a kind of sweaty i would say uh but like mm-hmm. I I would I agree with Joe, like I, I would still probably put this in my top five raids based on like how much fun I had with the people I was playing with, the aesthetic. The especially the final boss encounter was awesome, the second encounter was awesome. Uh the music and the the really cool aesthetic during the jumping puzzle was cool. I definitely don't think it's i i definitely don't think it's better than king's fall i don't think it's better than vault i don't really think it's better than wrath of the machine in my opinion but i would still put it in that conversation okay uh it it's definitely in my top 5 i would probably put it at like number 4 honestly with with scourge okay. right behind it i just i just feel like I, it might be higher once I start running it a, f- a little bit more, you know, like I could see it jumping a uh, wrath of the machine, honestly. And maybe I, I know that those first th- three on my list are really nostalgia heavy factors, right? Like I, nothing, I don't think it will ever beat King's fall for me. I think that that is still like the pinnacle of raids yeah. for, for them. But this was really fun playing with you guys, like playing through it finally with you guys and getting the chance to do that. And like, Hopefully get to do it next week or the week after or whatever. If I can pull, you know, yeah. Josh away from his uh, cyberpunk <laughs> for you know ninety minutes.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe.
0: And like, es- especially like now that I like know what I'm doing, aside from that third encounter and not having to go for all this, all the you know, the sparrow or the ghost or anything, like clearing it, and probably seventy five minutes is like really a a, a positive for me too, because like. I was mm-hmm. like. I want to raid, but I also want to go to bed at a decent time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm.
1: right, uh, right.
0: Uh But yeah, it it was definitely fun. I just I feel like the opening probably could have been stronger. I think that was, maybe is like the the biggest kind of negative for me is like I I wish the opening was stronger. Uh. Mm-hmm. Because after we've like talked through it, and I was thinking about that second encounter, how cool it was, and like using the elevator and getting that Halo Odst vibe from it in the jumping puzzle and then you know that final encounter was really really cool like my my impressions have gone up actually talking about it um more with you guys but uh i think it could have opened stronger but i really really enjoyed it so what about you josh
1: so okay (laughs) okay I I have it ranked I de- I have mine definitively ranked. I have it ranked at number three. Um, and I've gone back and forth in my head over this if I felt felt like I was jumping out a little bit too far uh, because if I remember correctly when we did our rankings, I either had garden or vault at number f- at number three and the other at number four. Um, I think this easily surpasses garden. Like, it's not, even, it's not even a question, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is the most accessible raid they've ever made uh, mm-hmm. across both games. <coughs> this is definitely easiest to teach new people. This is the easiest to run blind with, uh, with friends who are maybe not used to raiding or not comfortable with endgame content. Um, I think a lot of this, honestly, is easier than doing Nightfalls, frankly, or than doing some of the dungeons. Uh, like, there are parts of this that are definitely easier than the Prophecy dungeon. I'll just put it that way um and i think the loot is rewarding i think the structure is amazing as joe mentioned of course the incredible sound design the jumping puzzle um this is all like some of the best work Bungie's ever done uh this is some of the best raid work they've ever done and if this is what i can expect if i can expect things like this the rest of the year I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what else they're going to do. What this team's going to do? Um, yeah, just echoing a lot of y'all's thoughts. I, it's definitely not better than Kingsfall for me. Uh, it's not. It's not better than Last Wish. I have those neck and neck. Uh, it is. It's a little bit below Last Wish for me. Um, there are some things I do think the difficulty factor now that I've cleared it a dozen times. The difficulty factor could be a little bit more. Not much more, but just like maybe a little bit more. I'm not even talking like in terms of captains or. I mean, because those taken or not taken, those uh, those big uh, yellow captains are pretty rough uh, in the final encounter. Uh, the random overload champions kind of throw me for a loop too. I get why they're there, but that's really just kind of obnoxious, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it; like they're there to be a pest more than anything. But I do agree with what Corey was saying. Like you can do that second encounter with Fallen guillotine, but without lament. You're you're in for two, if not a little bit over two rounds. Even with lament, you sometimes are if people can't get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, I and I like that it's a raid that everybody has to take on a role. It forces you to. Mm-hmm. You have to know. Everybody has to know how to do the encounters. At least their thing for their buddy, because. If not you're screwed now everybody else can back you up because you're never walled off which is something I always hated. I hate about things like garden. I hated about crown of sorrow. You get sectioned off into teams of two and that's it. Like if your partner dies like it's a wipe. It's a complete wipe unless you happen to be in the common area when you die and you're usually not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I like that. I'm excited to keep running this. I'm not tired of it yet even though I have cleared this officially more than any other raid in the franchise. (laughs) Uh, In such a short amount of time, I am slowing up on my clears uh, now that Cyberpunk is out, and now I got other things to do in Destiny, like the Hawkmoon quest. Got Iron Bananas. Got the Dawning coming up. Want to tackle some of the seasonal content, but I forgot. This has been going on. (laughs) This has been just such a fun time uh, doing this raid, learning all the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm I got to finish the collections, and then I think I'm five triumphs away from the title, which. Is cl- way closer than I've ever gotten to a raid title, because I think it's so accessible to do these challenges. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah great raid, fantastic raid, Bungie. I know you listen to this, Luke Smith. I know you do. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you we you actually just talked deep
0: earlier. Deep you know, me and Luke are. You know.
1: Yeah. He uh, he hit me up on the cell phone. Yeah. So I uh, the cell phone. I want to
0: say one thing about phone. like this whole experience with Beyond Light has like really reinvigorated my love for destiny I think and I don't know if it's like doing the show or just having people to talk about it and play with again or whatever but like I don't I I know Beyond Light isn't like the best expansion they've ever made but somehow it's like really brought my love for destiny back in a way that I didn't think I was gonna get again at some point outside of like Oh, I really like reading the lore, but like I'm playing other games right now, so I'll just read the lore later or whatever. You know what I mean? it's it's I don't know. I'm just really loving playing destiny
2: again. So uh. destiny is better with friends. I think that has a large part because it's what keeps you going. There's how much of what percentage of destiny, I would say probably over sixty percent is stuff that you have to have friends to play with or other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps if they're friends, or helps that yeah. they're people that you get along with. Um, and it's nice that this there's we're coming to the perfect moment where with crossplay and it's available on so many different platforms, and it's on Game Pass, so you don't even have to buy it. And they have light leveling, and there's ways to like really ease you into it. it there's so many ways to k- connect with those friends and to play them in so many different ways that we're coming to this point where it's it's fun and it's easier to play destiny still challenging but it's easy to keep playing it which is Mm -hmm. it's a good spot for it to be in
0: Mm -hmm. i agree yeah for sure um all right well
1: Corey, you want to take us out yeah yeah,
0: uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and for listening. This has been Tower Casuals. You can catch us live right here on Boss Rush Games Live on Twitch every Thursday night. You can catch us on Fridays on Podcast Services. Check out our other family of shows on BossRushGames.com, including the show that we're all on, Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us on Podcast Services, please rate and review. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Joe, where can we
2: find you? You're going to be way better off if you check those show notes. It's Colonel Panic. It's spelled Goofy. I'm on Twitter. Check me out there for any updates. Best place to find me. (laughs) Josh, where can we find
1: you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and uh, on Twitch at at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Uh, Playing through Cyberpunk right now and having absolute meltdowns over this ridiculous Disney conference call. It's a good time. Stop on by.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, I think we might talk a little bit of Disney, Josh, in the next day or two. So,
1: um. yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I have nothing going on <laughs> except cyberpunk. That is what That's my fair. life is: eat, sleep cyberpunk. What if
0: I told you you could be playing cyberpunk while we talked about Disney?
1: That. But no, I have enough I have enough attention span for one of those things <laughs> at a time. I, I will respectfully not be on my Xbox while we're talking. Uh
0: you can find me at IamCorrh HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me here on a plethora of things on bossrushgames.com. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and/or and or listening. Until next time, we love you.
1: Goodbye. Bye. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad.